Live from the car hole lounge, it's smoking sounds. Your ultimate destination for a harmonious blend of cigars and music. If you're passionate about the rich aroma of a fine cigar in one hand and the rhythm of your favorite tunes in the other, you found your new audio heaven. Whether you're a seasoned aficionado or just taking your first puff, Smoking Sounds is your guide to a sensory experience like no other. So sit back, relax, and let the intoxicating blends of tobacco and melodies ignite your senses. Hey everybody, I'm Sean, one of the hosts of Smoking Sounds, and joining me is a man who needs no introduction. It's Digipop! Are you ready? <laughs> What's up, Justin? D D Justination X. That's is right. In the house. Turn the turn the music down. D D Digipox here. Yeah. Yeah, Digipock is what I was known back in the ABS days. That's D, right. But now I'm just D Destination X, and we <laughs> we and I am taking those belts at uh, Starcade in in uh, January. No, that already happened. Anyway, so I was going to say I thought you got that belt back. Well, you know, well, it, well, you know, we, we there was a sneak attack after the you know after the show went off the air. And uh, you know how those things go. Hello, everybody. This is Justin, and I'm here in the Carhole Lounge with, with Brother Sean. Now, now we um, we didn't get uh, to do an episode last week. I was under the weather again. Sneak attack from the uh, you know from the uh, opposing tag teams. Michael so, PSAs came in. That's right. The Freebirds came in, and and uh, so. Um, so a little under the weather, but uh, we are back for the attack. So um, <clears throat> we have a couple of guests with us today. That's uh, right. We uh, our, our schedule. We, we we amended our schedule to have these uh, have these guys on. We have a, a, a genuine pit boss. That's and now, right. And what that means for the uninitiated, like myself, is um, uh, these guys are barbecue experts. I mean, so we're going to talk about barbecue. We're going to talk about uh, cigars and. Um, uh, and we got a little music playing underneath us on this yeah, episode. Yeah, so this one hit that music. A That's bit. right. Little. Okay. So this is the playlist I put together. This is Mary Maduro. Uh, Sean's gonna have this available in the show notes and all that. Brother Sean's gonna. Have, so this is a kind of a bluesy country rock. You know, a real manly Christmas uh, playlist. <laughs> you know, you're probably sick of all the, uh, you know, little 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 baby lambs dancing around and stuff. Well, this is you know more like uh, beer and cigar music. Uh, well, that's in, a in good my, thing because that's what we got. That's Some what beers. we got. Listen, let's introduce our special guest. So, right on, man. Joining us, we've got Nick and we have Patrick. Thank you guys for being here with us. I'm so happy to have you here in the Car Hole Lounge with us. Go ahead and say hi. Hey. Thanks for having us, man. Yeah, that's yeah, Nick. I appreciate it. That's Looking Pat. forward to it. Yeah. So what we're gonna do is, uh, well, Nick, I'll let you. We just lit up. I'll let. I'll let Nick introduce uh, or set, tell everybody what we just cut and lit here. Okay, so today it's, uh, we're smoking Los Blancos 9, and it's their uh, JT Limitado series. Uh, so it's a triple Liguro, uh, so it's a really robust, heavy smoke. I got one of these uh, cigars uh, in the early timing. 2000s, uh, is that wow. right after I got the Army. Uh, this cigar company is a smaller cigar company. I mean, it's not small, small, but I mean... I guess medium-sized, you might say. And uh, it was owned by father and son, uh, Caesar and David uh, Blanco, and they were both in the Army as well. And so after September 11th happened, it's like they kind of had to, like, trade management of the company, you know, like, I guess like in those vampire movies, they had a leapfrog, you know, who was going to war and who was going to be oh, stay home. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and then whatever. But I guess in 2018, I was just looking up, uh, I guess Dad retired and, and David took over, uh, Caesar retired and David took over the company, and he's running it now, but... I don't know. I, I got turned on these uh, from another veteran, and so I, I don't know. I just like to give a shout to other veterans that are doing cool stuff. Well, thank you guys for your service, first and foremost. Yeah, th thank you for your service. Yeah, and thank and, you for uh, these awesome cigars. Yeah. You know, um, I'm, I'm always a little apprehensive about Maduro's because I'm always scared they're going to put me on my keister, but man, this is... Yes, I can affirm that can be a problem. Yeah, this is... I mean, this is a great <laughs> smoke. I got getting a lot of spice right here in this first third. How about you, Justin? You picking up anything on um, it? Now, I, I tell you what, I'm, I'm not getting so much of that spice, but but what I do get is a lot of leather and earth uh, from from my you know from what I've been smoking so far. Really nice. Uh, really, uh, uh, the texture of the smoke is really 
you know, uh, pleasant. So uh, definitely want to uh, keep on keep on with this. Now, did Nick, did you say is this is this a Nicaraguan? Is it Dominican? Um, I know we, I know it's a triple Maduro. Yeah, I can't. I don't. As far as like this particular line, I'm sh- I think they're Nicaraguan, but I'm not sure. That was going to be my guess. So yeah. we're, we're going to pretend like that's what it is. We're going to pretend like we know what we're talking about. Yeah, that's so, right. Now, so Nick and then uh, uh, Mr. Patrick is here, and uh, uh, now. Now, Patrick. Now, tell us a little bit about the. You brought you brought some brewskis uh, for the fellas. Uh, what, what do we got today? Yeah. So I brought uh, some Shiner Holiday Cheer. It's their it's their you know Christmas seasonal ale. It's uh, by the same guys who make Shiner Bach, which is sort of their most famous one out of the. I don't know how to pronounce it. Spoitzel Brewery. Okay. Down uh, in, yeah, uh, I don't know. In Shiner, Texas, uh, down in the German area of Texas, where all those good Texas beers come from. Oh. Uh, this particular beer is made with things that Texas is famous for, uh, that being peaches and pecans. Ooh. So it's it's got a, a fair amount of sweetness to it. It's interesting to me because I really don't like uh, nuts of any kind. I like I don't like banana nut bread. I don't like pecan pie. I don't but this beer particularly doesn't bother me. Okay. I really just, like it. Just and hits and, just hits right, huh? And Patrick and Nick both have on the official Headwear of a cigar smoker. They got some cool hats on. Uh, we'll get some pictures up on the Instagram later. Yeah. Um, and uh, just before we dive more in on this, you know, we love ev- all, everyone's support from day one. And and one of the guys that has been there since day one, you know him best as the crazy uh, uh, gringo under slash cigars. Uh, and so kind of off on the background, I've got J Ram and them. They're doing a live Instagram. They're smoking some stuff. So if you uh, don't follow the crazy gringo uh, on Instagram or on social medias, make sure you do. Just one of those guys, him and, and Matthew, Budget Smoker, they've just been with us since since the day one, and they've always got really great things to say about the podcast, and they even like to quote Justin on their Instagram. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I never they, thought I'd see somebody putting quotes of something man, we said on the internet. So you, know, when, you know what, Crazy Gringo, you, re- you really need to get, uh, you need to worry about your material if you're quoting me, but, but still, <laughs> but as I told them, you know, and that this is what he said uh, we a couple episodes ago we said the you know this podcasting thing this is this is not a it's not a competition it's a community and it That's really right. is and, and this is the first podcast i've ever done i have never done a podcast before and uh and what i have found so far is that everyone just supports everyone it's not cutthroat or anything like that but we've covered all that but but it's definitely a community and it's going to be interesting to see what we get out of these because we had some oklahoma joe's barbecue uh, right before this mm-hmm. and uh, nice. so we'll kind of see how that hits with the palate uh, man we're using those big words like we know what we're talking about oh my gosh first third palates man Guys, I hope y'all aren't thinking this is a, some sort of professional podcast or anything. But, yes, uh, and, we're and, gonna pretend like it is, but and and just a reminder, uh, they no one pays us. Like if, if we if we get a cigar we like and we're and we're talking about it, no one's paying us to say it. No one's we don't we don't get compensated in any way. Um, so if I don't like you know like if this beer's no good, well Shiner's not gonna be disappointed because what do you want for free? You know, yeah, and but, he'll just have to blame me for. Well, then I'll just I'll just put Patrick through a table. You know, you, That's know, right. you, can't, you can't tell. But uh, but anyway, we've um, got the big nice table out here this time. Yeah, so it's, so it's uh, going to have a big. It's one of those sturdy ones that was made probably in like 1963 or something. Right. So it should it should hold, it okay. should hold up to a couple of power bombs. Mm-hmm. Okay, so 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 let let let's get into our uh, let's get into our our pit boss kind of questionnaire here. So I wanted to hit from the beginning. Uh, uh, so we're talking about barbecue. We're talking about you know outside, uh, you know sm- smoking burgers or, or brisket or, or what have you. So Nick and Patrick, I want you guys to answer on this. Let, let's start from the beginning. Pellets, charcoal, or propane, or none of the above. Yeah, I mean, I, I cook with an offset uh, using sticks. So I start I start off my fire with charcoal, and then I use sticks. Uh, it's a stick burner, but that's because I'm old school. I mean, and that's what my dad did. Uh, and for most people now, there are uh, people that are doing competitive barbecuing. They use uh, barrel smokers and they with electronic heating elements, and it's a pellet smoker. Yeah. So I mean, 
whatever whatever makes you make the best barbecue. I mean, I don't I, I don't know. I like to do the offset. I like playing with the fire. I like the whole experience. I don't like to set it and forget it. So for me, I like to do you okay. know charcoal and then sticks. All right, Patrick, what do you think, man? Uh, I am a charcoal snake guy because what I use is a Weber kettle grill. So that's really all there's space for down there. Yeah. Ah. Um, do you guys know so, what that is? A snake? Yeah. Now that's now now when you do that, do you offset where you put a water pan? I put the so I do the snake around the middle and I just put the water pan right in the center. Okay. Underneath the meat, um, and if I've got space, I'll put two water pans just so I've got that much more wow. heat right up next to the water to kind of get that uh, humidity level up. Okay. Uh, and then I just pile an absolute ton of wood on the front of the snake, and I don't really focus on it too much at the end because once the meat reaches what like. 200 degrees internally or not 200 once the meat reaches like 140 or something internally it's not absorbing that smoke too much anymore anyway yeah, yeah. Uh, which is why a lot of people put it in the oven at that point because it doesn't yeah. matter right and, um, and I, I know enough just to know enough so um on thanksgiving i kind of made a makeshift smoker up at work with one of the um weber kind of dome mm-hmm. yeah that's grills. what i have yeah and so i did it where i had all the coals on one side, the water pan on the other, and I cooked the turkeys over the water pan. Yeah. Right? The indirect yep. method or whatever mm-hmm. that's called. So um, what what is your kind of go-to when you are out on the on the smoker? Like, are you a brisket guy? Are you a pulled pork guy? Are you a pork butt? Uh, you know, what's your kind of go-to, your favorite to, to, to smoke? Uh, I'm mostly a pork butt guy, pork shoulder, bone-in. Okay. Um, I, Especially if you've seen the price of uh, beef now. Yes. Yeah. Correct. <laughs> uh, My God, that's man. That's part of it. Um, you know, give me, some, give me some of that pork butt. Yep. Walmart's pork is really good. Yeah. Uh, it it very good taste to the meat. Um, so we do a lot of that at our house, and I use an Oklahoma Joe's rub recipe that's not sweet. There's no sugar in it at all. Oh. Is it like a salt um, and pepper? Or? Yeah, it's mostly salt and pepper, then a ton of paprika and uh, some other stuff. I don't remember exactly. But it's mostly salt and pepper, and I grind all the pepper fresh by hand because I'm a pepper snob. Oh, cool. Um, and so, and then I just coat it and go, and it's... It's really good. Um, I had some friends over on Labor Day, and that's the last time I smoked a pork. And one of the one of the friends, they just moved here this year from California, and uh, one of them, he's been smoking for a really long time. And I pulled it out, and he was like, "Man, that's going to be really good." And I was like, "I'm not that much of a smoking expert," so I felt really good that he was oh, like, yeah. "I can yeah. tell just by looking at that thing that that's right. going to be." And that's amazing. always the best feeling, right? Like if yeah. you make something and you've got a friend that maybe is a little bit because. Here's the thing, you know. Let's just be honest. When someone tells you that they can barbecue, there, there's always a little bit of apprehensive, oh, yeah. apprehensiveness. Right? I've never met someone who says I can't barbecue. Right. Everyone says they can. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So you know, I'm always a little bit like, oh man, you know, I'm always kind of scared. And and uh, I was fortunate enough. Nick invited us over to his son's birthday party, and Jess had been telling me, man, Nick, he's he's a, he's a real deal, Holyfield, right? And so I had these kind of high expectations. And I'm going to tell you, and I'm not saying this just because Nick's sitting there. And I don't want him to throw a bottle of beer at me and, and the glass break and Stone Cold comes out and we got stunners going on. I'm telling on, you. I'm telling you. Watch out. I, have, I had some of the best barbecue I have had over at Nick's house. His wife told me, she said, I need to take as much of this as you can home with you. <laughs> <laughs> and it was phenomenal. And you could tell he had been working his ass off all night on this stuff. And, and that's what, to me, makes a good barbecue or a pit master or whatever you want to call it, is someone that puts the time and effort into m- making that, that meat. So, and, and uh, I'll let Nick kind of tell us a little bit about what he likes to do. But uh, yeah. I, I can tell you from experience that, man, the man can cook. He knows his way around a grill, Justin. So, so just before we get to that, I just have to say, so I, I cracked open this, uh, this Shiner, uh, what did you say, holiday series or holiday whatever cheer holiday cheer let me tell you what when this the the bouquet listen to man I, I, oh, yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm all about it i'm busting it I'm, out i'm bowdy bowdy and rowdy rowdy let me tell you what man the bouquet in this it it literally it smells like like a peach uh soda oh. now it now it drinks like a beer like an old knee high or something yeah here man here man I, I know you don't really drink but just just smell the smell the bottle Oh, uh, yeah. See, yeah. now, the, the beer is real smooth. It's not overly sweet. 
it's a nice contrast to these um, to these um, um, sit your butt down cigars we got going here. Yeah. But uh, <clears throat> it's a normally I don't like like sweet and cigar together. You know, um, I like one and then the other. But I just had to stop and say uh, this holiday cheer. This is a especially if you you know going to pass beers out you know around their holiday celebrations like I plan to do even if I'm the only one there. Um, <laughs> this is a you you need to pick this one up because the smell alone might entice uh, you if you don't even really care for beer the smell alone might entice you to kind of kind of kind of give it a look see. Yeah, so, I, I almost thought about taking a swig of that. But, I mean, you're welcome mm-hmm. to. Well, no, I mean, you've been sick. I don't want to get. <laughs> Okay, so so Nick, yeah. let's yeah. Let, let's let's get back to you. Um, so we've kind of talked about grills, we've kind of talked about uh, style. So um, there's the flyover that I coordinated for us there, just in case. And, and the, the, the you know they're leaving chemtrails and you know with signs saying you know smoking kills. But uh, so so Nick, tell us about um, your favorite things to barbecue, and um, and and oh, so I'm going to get you on one here. Your least favorite thing to barbecue. Okay. I mean, for me, brisket is the Cadillac of uh, barbecue. That's what I like. I like to do it. Uh, uh, just beef's, beef's my favorite anymore. I really like to cook prime also. So Ooh. I used to, when I first got started, I kind of got started in a barbecue and whenever I embarrassed myself at a barbecue, like in my own backyard, <laughs> and I kind of didn't know how to manage the fire or anything, I was like, God, I, I need to learn to do this. So I sat down for like two months and like YouTubed you know reddit like all the different forums like reading about how do i barbecue and so i learned it but so now i like to do brisket but and then so i i can kind of give you like a, a brief rundown of my method uh i can I, my for me the rub like it doesn't matter as much i can use a lot of different store-bought ones i anymore i make my own but as long as it's got uh, msg in it uh, salt and pepper and i also put like uh, cayenne pepper and uh uh, a few other things, which I can't remember right now, but I mean, I can, I don't know if you guys do like a website or something later, I can send you my recipe. Oh, oh excellent, yeah, definitely. excellent. Yeah. But, so, uh, so that's interesting too, because I, I know, now there's a couple of people I know they are deathly allergic to MSG. Now, can, now can you, can you produce an MSG free? Yeah, I mean, um, it's a version of that. Yeah, it'd be just taking it out. I just, I mean, it's something I already put in mind. Uh, but yeah, if I was that, I, I, it's another thing I like about cooking anyways, encountering people that have like either some sort of sensitivity to some sort of allergen or whatever. And it's like a challenge to do it. Right. To kind but, of see if you can pull off the same taste without, yeah. say without sugar or without MSG or you know, whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. Now, now, now can, now can you do it? Can you do a sugar free? I mean, yeah. I mean, it's just, of course you can just smoke straight hunk of meat without putting any rub on there if you want. I mean, there's people that do that. I'm not. I mean, they don't do well in competitions, obviously. But uh, well, right. I'm just. But, but a lot of people. We're just talking for the for the guys in the in yeah. The you yard, can smoke. You, know? you don't. You don't have to put a rub on, or you don't have to put a, any anything you don't want on on there. I mean, I've definitely <coughs> seen in YouTube's and other people's podcasts where they've just for practice will go smoke the hunk of meat without anything. Okay, on so wow. so so let's not forget. What's the least favorite thing if people say, "Hey, can you cook this up? Is it vegetables? Is it corn on the cob? Uh, what is it? You like? Oh man, well I, I guess don't, I don't like doing at least as far as smoking. I can grill chicken just fine, but whenever I like to do good competition level preparation of chicken, mm-hmm. it's just such a you got to take the skin off, you got to peel all the the layer skin off and. You, I don't know. It's just so much work, and then there's like a 90 second window of temperature, like wow. you, yeah, too early or too late. And so, wow, it's man. super stressful. I like my brisket. If I miss it by 15 minutes, it's probably still fine. <laughs> yeah, but now I, I think I know the answer to this. But with your briskets, um, you keep the what is that the end cap on for the burn ends and stuff, mm-hmm. right? Because some people take that off. But um, uh, if I do for like home style and for just for normal casual. Uh, I the competitions I've been in, I've been like people's choice, and it hasn't been for like KCBS style judging. I'm gonna start getting into that, and whenever I get into that, I'll probably end up separating the point and the flat. The point it, and the flat—that's what it's called. Yeah. It, okay, yeah, and, yeah, and it's just uh, because the point uh, has way more fat content, so it cooks slower, mm-hmm. and which is why to me that's the best part of the cow. It's uh, my favorite cut of meat in the whole cow, uh, and and well, the flats. Well, <clears throat> well, they say fat equals flavor. Yeah, yeah. you know, is what the, is what I've heard from chefs. Guaranteed. That's I mean, that's how I feel. Uh, and but yeah, so I I don't separate them now. 
I anymore when I trim the fat off mine, they're close to separated because I'm pretty good at trimming fat. But that took a lot of practice over a long time, just getting cut. Dude, I have watched a couple of videos. I watched Aaron Franklin from down in Austin at Franklin's Barbecue. I watched him trim a brisket, and it's like an art form, and it's one of the most intimidating things ever. Is because, like you said, the price of a good brisket is not the cheapest thing in the world right right now, right? So if you mess that up, trimming that brisket. You know you're gonna. It's gonna hurt you not only in the pocketbook, but it's gonna hurt your feelings too. Because you done you oh, messed yeah. up a good hunk of meat there. Okay, um, go slow, man. okay, Mr. Patrick. Kind of the same over to you. You know what's your specialty, and but more importantly, what's the thing you like to barbecue the least? Um, you know I'm not very adventurous, so I don't really have a least favorite. I've never tried chicken. I was gonna say. Having not done chicken, I already kind of feel like my least favorite thing to barbecue would be chicken (laughs) because it's just so unforgiving. Uh, You know, I was telling you guys before we started recording, I smoked a duck on Thanksgiving. First time I ever smoked a duck, easy as pie. Really? You don't take the skin off a duck, number one, because that's where all the fat is. And so you want all that fat to stay on. And I even, I put a foil pan underneath my duck to catch all that fat dripping off because you don't want to throw that stuff away. That's liquid yeah. gold. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. And wow, so, uh, yeah, I I don't really have a least favorite, but you brought up vegetables. I mean, I haven't really... I've smoked potatoes one time. I made some smoked fries one time when I was doing a, a pork shoulder, and that didn't turn out as well as I'd hoped to. Kind of mushy, I imagine. Um, you know, I just wasn't good at making sure... It, it just got tricky to make sure I wasn't burning the potatoes or overheating the meat or there were when you got things with different uh, you know temperature curves I guess it's trickier and yeah cooking on a Weber kettle grill there's not a whole lot of room so you have to sit there and constantly be adjusting everything so yeah. that things are staying away from the fire uh, I will tell so, you I'm not a big asparagus fan but when I have put asparagus on the grill uh, now I'm, I'm nowhere near the expertise that these two gentlemen are but that's some asparagus on a grill done right is not a bad is not a bad snack to have i love grilled asparagus yeah yeah and i'm not an asparagus fan either but yeah yeah grilled asparagus the the only way i've only i've ever cooked it uh, in this i have the steamer you know inside and and uh, again when you have like fresh asparagus either grilled or steamed when you see the stuff in the can, you think, "What did y'all do to this? Like, like how did, how did yeah. you how did you make it so bad?" Yeah. Well, like spinach is the same way. Like, if you have like a good spinach salad, it's pretty tasty, I think. Yeah. But if you have a can of spinach, that that gloop that comes out, like, yep. what are y'all doing? Okay, so so let me let me kind of bring this back to smoke and sound here. Um, so. So you guys, uh, you know, you smoke cigars. So so what what in your opinion? Uh, you know, after a good barbecue, uh, what is it? Is it Maduro? Is it Connecticut? Is it, uh, you know... Uh, after you know, a barbecue? I mean, I would probably say Maduro just because you are already been in a smoke for like, you know, 7 to 24 hours. Yeah, yeah. Like Connecticut <laughs> will hardly have any flavor So if you want to taste it, you're yeah. going to need to yeah. kick in the teeth. Now, now, do either one of you uh, drink the hard stuff like like whiskey or, or um, any, any of that kind of, any that kind of mean, thing? Not like I used to. <laughs> well, I and I'm and I'm not you know I'm not talking about getting smashed. I'm just talking about getting uh, you know that that sort of pairing with the cigar and whiskey and barbecue. Say, um, or or do you drink? Uh, now I know a lot of guys swear that they you know they drink beer while they're barbecuing. Yeah. You know they say that kind of adds to that. I mean, I think it adds more to the mystique of the you know it's all part of the ritual. I right. mean. Barbecue is good, but some, I mean, if that was all it was for the amount of work that goes into it, it wouldn't be worth it. It's also just the enjoyment of sitting down and playing with mm-hmm. the fire, yeah. oh, drinking yeah. a few beers, sitting in the yeah. sun. What's your What's your favorite beer? Just uh, you know, tag along beer. You know, don't you know, not the craft breweries. What's your favorite beer? Just to be out there with the grill. Just let's say you're just throwing some burgers and dogs on there. Man, I know it's unpopular, but I'm like a Bud Light guy. I wasn't for a long time. <laughs> But I'm like, man, it just is good for sitting out in the sun, and it's like 
it's like water, you know, it just it doesn't disagree with much. <laughs> right, right, it does. Right now, now I, t- I tell you, um, as of late, I've, I've switched over to uh, PBR Easy or mm-hmm. Yingling American Lager. Yeah, I love those too. Yeah, because mm-hmm. I love those. Um, yeah, for for other reasons, I I, I prefer to not Bud Light. I, I I have always identified as male, and I. You know that kind of thing. So, so uh, Yingling, I think, is. But but no, that's but no. But you're right though. But it's a nice, crisp kind of watery. You know, kind but of. To me, Bud Light is almost like more of like like under that umbrella would fall Miller Light, like High Life, Coors Light. You know, to me, like they're all kind those of are same. all light American lagers or yeah. like within five percent of each other. And yeah. So. Just Bud Light's the one that everyone knows, but you know, hell so. yeah, or Natty Light in the in, in the thirty pack for what like Man. nine bucks back in the day. Yes, hell yeah, I yeah think definitely that. back <laughs> in the day as a as a caveat. That's right. <laughs> um, so 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 hold on, wait a minute. So what do you think, Patrick? What do you think? Just uh, you know, I am an unrepentant beer snob, so I rarely have. I mean, like Shiner Holiday Cheer is usually about the cheapest beer you're gonna find in wow. my fridge. Wow. Oh. Okay, so we what, don't. So, my so, wife and I would rather drink less beer and it be nice than drink more beer and it be cheap. We're just okay. So, just, so what's your brand of choice? Like, if you just have, if you have a go-to beer, what 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 do you like? Uh, probably my favorite right now is the uh, New Belgium Voodoo Ranger Imperial IPA. Voodoo Ooh, Ranger like Imperial one. IPA. Um, now, that's a now, good one. Now, do you think do you think that pairs well with the with a good cigar like this? Uh, I think that would be really good with a cigar like this. There's two. I, there's two different philosophies I have about cigar and beer pairings is you either want them like this shiner and the maduro somehow they have this like magic that they work together the the shiner actually kind of sweetens up the cigar a little bit yes yes um and so you either want that or you want the beer to be strong enough flavored to fight back against the cigar because if you're just drinking if you're drinking a beer with a lot of subtlety that to the flavor you're it's just wasted. Yeah. You may as well drink a Bud Light because you're not going to taste the beer anyway. But something like that, those Voodoo Ranger series, pretty much all of them out of New Belgium. I mean, they're all really punch in the mouth, like heavy-handed flavor beers, and so you can taste it over a cigar, and so it's not going to be wasted on you. Yeah, I was at um, the um, the brewery up there in uh, Kansas City uh, Boulevard. Boulevard. Yeah, and I, like Boulevard. I, and I don't drink. But at the end of the tour, they give you beer caps, and you know, that's how many beers you can have. And my buddy that I was with at the time, we'd went up to, to see a Cubs game, and he said, man, you've got to try this. He said, it's, it's, it's like a, you take a drink of it, it's like a, someone just shoved a fistful of flower petals in your mouth. Wow. And it was, it was just like, it tasted like I was drinking a, a rose petals or whatever it was. But I, I kind of feel like cigars, coffee, beers... There, you know, it's it's all those different notes, and like Patrick was saying, you, you kind of want those notes to balance each other out. All right, um, excellent. I got a I got a, a kind of a barbecue question here. Do you do you got? I know Nick does. Patrick, do you do ribs? Do you ever mess with ribs? I have not done ribs yet. Okay. Um, the problem for me is again being on a kettle kettle grill. A rack of ribs is too long. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> so if you stand them on their on on the high end, then it's like. The stratification of the kettles to uh-huh. temperature fluctuations too much. Yeah. So uh, you know, sometime you I'm, I'm gonna have to rack. jump into it and have to get a rack and cut it in half or something. Yeah. Um, but you know, another fun. This is I'm, I'm about to speak barbecue heresy. I'm not a huge fan of ribs. Uh oh. And it's not because <laughs> of the flavor. You're wrong for that. I agree. <laughs> but. It comes from being on the autism spectrum, and I do not like my hands being greasy. Okay. And I don't like having to just get my hands, like, covered in goo in order to eat it. Because I'm with you. I tried to do a a rack of ribs one time, and it was called the silver skin. Mm -hmm. Trying to get that off of a a rack of ribs, oh, my God, that was not one of the funnest things I've ever done in my life. That's really overrated. I know that's another unpopular thing. But even like when I've been on like 
like barbecue forums and seen like who who pulls their skins and who doesn't like be amazed how many competitive barbecuers don't actually take it off because there's too much too much time yeah so but like for people that are uninitiated they're like oh i gotta take it off i fucked it up like yeah no you're fine yeah that's exact you're exactly right because that's when i was looking at youtube videos it was like everything was you've got to take this skin off first and also i was i had in my head that that's what i had to do um, no, I, but, I like that the texture of the biting okay. through that. I like that little pop. But what my question was is is kind of a two part. Is one, are you uh, uh, do you use like apple juice and maybe it's, you do it with your pork? You know, kind of mid smoke. Are you are you spritzing it with apple juice or anything to kind of keep it moist? Or? I, I'm super lazy. I don't do anything. Okay. But one of the things, again, another kind of heresy thing. When I'm doing a pork shoulder, I don't trim any of the fat off of it. Wow. I set it with the fat on top. Okay. And that way, as the fat melts, it kind of melts down into the meat. And like I say, I had that friend come over on Labor Day who's been smoking for a real long time, and I didn't do anything, and he and he absolutely loved it, and not a word was said about this is being yeah. dry. Right. So now is that is that something they wouldn't you, you guys mentioned? Because uh, when I think barbecue, I'm just thinking guys in the yard. But you guys mentioned competition a whole bunch. Yeah. Is, is that something a competition would they disqualify you? Like, hey, dude, you're supposed to do that right or, or would they just say okay do do your thing baby it, it depends it depends on the competition you're in uh the most popular sanctioning body here in oklahoma is uh, kcbs and they have some pretty specific ways on like how you submit it and really there's like a muscle on your port boat called the money muscle and they updated the rules this year and and before you had to have that part of the muscle still attached to the rest of the port boat and but what people would do is kind of butterfly it out and get it to where it was almost separated and then uh, yeah. they would just cut it off right before they submit the judges but now you now you can cook them separately so now guys are starting to cut off the, that nice part of the muscle oh, and it's such so a new thing this year that you're starting to see in competition oh, okay excellent so, so Nick, do, do you do you spritz do you use apple juice or anything on yeah i spritz i use parquet uh and sometimes i use beef broth and also just water okay and so are you a, uh, when you are doing ribs, are you a butcher paper or a foil guy? Uh, foil. Okay. Yeah, I not had a lot of luck with paper. I mean, I've done it. Uh, the foil, like for ribs, like you really, you need the foil, in my opinion, because you're trying to make a sauce. Right. Uh, uh, but it, I see a lot more people use the paper on brisket, uh, but I'm just a foil guy. I don't. I, would, I don't know. I have I have the same roll of paper I bought whenever I got into it, and I have not gone through it wow. yet. Wow. <laughs> I, I would think the paper on the brisket would d- take care of all your grease and your extraneous oils and things like that. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I strain all that and uh, and then put it back in. I mean, I strain the fat off and then use it as a, the jus. I, I I don't re-inject it, but I after it's cut, I re-spritz it. That's awesome. Yeah, because I have a friend that's a chef. His name is Dan. He's... He's the head chef at McGill's on 19 at the Hard Rock. If you find yourself up there, say hi to Dan. Wow. Um, but nice. he was in Kansas City, and me and Jess went up there, and him and his wife took us to a, a fancy restaurant, and we had french fries with uh, duck fat and, and truffles on it. And, man, I, I'm usually a basic white guy when it comes to eating, right? Like, I don't venture out of my comfort zone too too much. But those were some of the tastiest fries I've ever had. Duck fat is good. And that when, when Patrick said that about catching the duck fat, yep. that it brought back that I could taste those fries, and it was, oh, so good. Excellent. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's part of what we do. So this is the first year that I've smoked a duck on Thanksgiving, but my family's been having roasted duck on Thanksgiving for several years. And when we've done it in the oven, we again, we've got a pan underneath the duck, and we have used an entire duck's worth of fat to make our mashed potatoes out of. Wow. No butter, just yeah. potatoes and duck fat, and that is it. We, you don't even have to salt it at that point. It's, wow. just, it's so good. Oh, nice. wow, that, that sounds awesome. So, so if you're, and so we, we talk a lot of people, say they're beginning scar smokers, beginning pipe smokers, beginning uh, what have you. So if you're kind of getting into this, um, uh, what what's some of the best uh, resources, uh, maybe on, on online, on YouTube, or what have you? What's some of the best resources that, say, uh, a newbie could kind of get, you know, where they get decent advice, but they don't get too technical, you know, to scare them off, you know, that kind of the, thing? The guy that I learned from was called Harry So. And if you, I mean, he is, his search engine optimization is really good. If you look up how to cook, how to smoke a brisket, 
Like his his is probably gonna be one of those first three or four. Oh, sorry. We're talking about cigars. Uh, well, no, I, I was either one cigars yeah. or or. Well, and, but you guys are the My barbecue e- experts, so yeah, go ahead and stick with the uh, barbecue stuff. Oh, but no, he's a great. He's just a good one to learn from. Uh, how did I get into cigars, man? I started. Uh, off you and I got into cigars in high school. Sweets, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, we were both in jazz band at Union High School. Right on. And after our concerts, we'd. Uh, Go buy some cigars and go to some. Back then, you could still smoke in restaurants and bars. Yeah. And, at, uh, at eighteen. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. At eighteen, um, <laughs> we and so a bunch of us would go get cigars, and they were probably pretty cheap. Um, but yeah, we used to smoke Swishers and Black and Milds, and uh, I feel Backwoods were the ones that we finally settled on yeah, as far as the for, cheap cigars. For knock around cheap cigars, Backwoods, and then if you're trying to go fancy but you don't like full body, I feel like Drew Estates makes a lot of flavored ones to kind of get your foot in the door. Yeah, or yeah. acid. Or, well, yeah. I mean, yeah. acid oh, is okay, Drew Estates. Estate. Okay, sorry. And, and so, yeah. like, that's a good way to get into full leaf cigars, and then after a while, like, mm-hmm. I'm not saying you'll outgrow the flavor, but some, like a lot of people tend to get to where they don't like that added flavor and they just like the flavor yeah, of the leaf but like something more natural and that kind of stuff oh for yeah, sure the for big sure. thing i would say for people starting out start light don't go buy yourself a triple maduro first thing yeah. out of the gate <laughs> yeah. or you'll end up in the toilet well, what we have found is we, we've kind of have given that advice a few times and uh, we've had a couple of my brother and another gentleman on and and we have found that they they don't listen to us. They just go head first. Oh like, my God! They 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 dive face first into the you know to the double, double Maduro, Maduro. Yeah, yeah, and all that. Despite our best warnings, you know, I mean, you you know you you know you can you can teach these kids, but do they listen? No. Right. But uh, so so that's excellent. So um um so I now want, I want to interject another thing is uh-huh. something else not to be afraid of is is you'll see you don't see them super often. You'll see cigars with a green wrapper. Called a candela wrapper. That's right. Yeah. I'm glad Don't be afraid of those because they're usually really light bodied. Yeah. yeah. And I'm a light body guy. I love mm-hmm. candelas. Yeah. Uh, Fuento makes the 858 uh-huh. in candela. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, yeah. Rocky Patel Edge has a candela series yep. now too. Oh, I love the Edge. And our, our um, buddy Tomas over at Altimo Cigars. Uh, he's a local cigar roller. Yeah. I'm, you know, I've you met know him to, before. Yeah. And he has one of those. That, and oh. he does he does a shamrock cigar for uh, St. Patrick's mm-hmm. Day. That is is has got the green wrapper in it, and his scissor tail he does in a, in one of those wrappers as well. And Nick, now you used to roll your own cigars, right? I, I made to bring I, all the stuff, and yeah. now when you said that, I'm, the light went off, and I was like, "Dang!" Yeah, I, I a little birdie. Well, my wife, I, I, I have she all told the leaves, me. all the tools. I have the presses. I'm and man, I meant to bring it. I'm I'm probably gonna drop it off to her and have her bring it to you. Oh my gosh! <laughs> oh my god! We, we're gonna have to have you back for like a. A cigar rolling session yeah. or something yeah. like this, so we can talk about kind of what goes on, you know. Because I think a lot of people would really be surprised at uh, one how long the tobacco has to age, and then one like then the process to make it. Um, you know, yeah, uh, it's kind of it's, it's, uh, the, it's in, you know it's it if you smoke them, you're interested. Yeah, yeah, you know that's for sure. And um, now, did you have the little thing where you pressed them down? And yeah, all that? I have three molds, uh, so we can do like thirty cig- like. I should say 30. I think one of them only holds eight. But I have three different molds, so we'll just get like some clamps and, you know, we'll mold them all together. And uh-huh. then, like you said, there's some time involved. The, the rule of thumb is either you smoke them right after they come out of the press uh-huh. or you give them at least a month. Okay. Like, oh, okay. So we'll probably, you know, we'll do that night. It's like four hours to like finally get them all the way out of the mold because you put them in for like a couple hours, turn them a quarter of the way, put them in for a few more hours and turn them. And then, like, we'll probably cut the caps off four, uh-huh. light them up, and then we'll set over back the other 26 for a month, and then you'll have. Stuff to go. go wow. on. that's that. And we 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 had stopped by Fogan Bates on our, our way to get the barbecue. And um, Andy, the gentleman that was working there, he said that they had some cigars that they have had in their humidors there for a while, and that has actually started to age them. Yeah, Aladinos is what it, what they were some Aladinos. And he said it actually makes them more flavor mm-hmm. more flavorful. And and so I, I was going to pick up one of those, but. I just, if you haven't had uh, Perdomo's 30th anniversary, oh man, I've had the Connecticut and the Maduro. And, you know, I'm a big, if you listen to us, you know I'm a big Connecticut guy, but yeah. that 30th anniversary Maduro by Perdomo, 
Man, first of all, we got to thank them. They uh, went to a Perdomo event the other night, and they gave me and Justin some free swag. Some Hooked swag. us up with some Perdomo hats. Oh, well, you, I was going to go to that, and I yeah, missed it. Oh, it was excellent. excellent. At, the, at the cellar? Yeah, at yeah. The, yeah, at the, yeah in Tulsa Hill. And Steve was there. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if you know Steve that works at Tulsa Hill Cigars, but he's just one of my favorite individuals on earth, and uh, he's he's never steered me wrong in, in, uh, sele- in the selection of cigars that he's recommended. And actually, I was telling the rep there, I want to say his name was Andy, but I, I think I'm off on that. But um, uh, the first cigar that Steve ever sold me was a Lot 23 by Perdomo, and it was one of the best Connecticut's I'd, I'd had until I found Rocky Patel's Vintage 1999. Wow. That's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> I've been yeah. smoking those almost since 1999. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Man, I do like those. Yeah, oh, and if man. you haven't had Rocky Patel's Edge 20th anniversary, that's another one. Oh, I have not. And, okay. and, yeah. and guys, listen, for our listeners out there, I've been trying like crazy. I can't. I want to try Caldwell's Blind Man Blind Man's Bluff cigar, and uh, I can't find Caldwell's at any of my local shops. So if you're listening, and you got a recommendation where I can uh, get a Caldwell, or if you got one laying around, and you want to send it to me, uh, I'd <laughs> I'd love to try one. Uh, I see a lot of people smoking the Blind Blind Man's Bluff and the King. Uh, I would love to try. Uh, some of Caldwell cigars, so um, you know, uh, I, I'm always leery about ordering online. I, I don't know. Uh, you should. Cigars are uh, just put them in your humidor for a month, and then you're fine. Just yeah. just give yourself a month lead time, just and you're fine. I don't know because sometimes like the you don't know the you know, the conditions they were being stored in. Correct. But, like, yeah, and and see, I think that Nick, I think I'm glad you said that because I think that's one of my hesitations or reservations is is I don't know where these cigars are stored are they stored in a humidified atmosphere are they just in a garage somewhere you know because that that can affect the tobacco right, right? well yeah. <clears throat> well I, now i will say this and again not being paid by anybody but i will say if if uh, like pipes and cigars and uh, cigars international and thompson they're all owned now by the scandinavian tobacco group and i do know uh, uh that they pay uh, attention to their warehouse and the you know humidity levels and, and all i mean it's it's a real thing with them and uh so uh, you know maybe you've ordered from thompson's uh, you know 10 years ago 15 years ago um it's it, it's a different ball game the, the stg has um um really sort of solidified the industry sort of really made it come uh you know correct um so uh, again thompson I, I want to say Cigar.com as well, but uh, I, I won't swear to that, but I know Thompson, Cigars International, and Pipes and Cigars, uh, yeah. they store I like, everything I've ever ordered from them. Granted, I've ordered a lot more pipe tobacco, but uh, everything I've ordered from them has shown up in pristine condition. And, okay. and, I've, and I've been ordering from them since probably 2005. So uh, everything has arrived in pristine condition. Pipes, uh cigars tobacco uh, whatever the case may be it, it, everything has shown up you know it, it's obvious they weren't sitting in a super hot warehouse for for 10 months or whatever so i just want to throw out a plug for for them um this blanco nine is smoking real nice i'm in the second third here again i want to sound like i know what i'm talking about but i, I don't know if you guys are getting this but i'm starting to pick up some more of the chocolate the notes the, the cocoa yes so yes it's starting to get a little bit more into the sweet part of the cigar and i like that a and, lot. and especially if you're having this holiday cheer uh that chocolate just complements that like chocolate nutty with this kind of peach overtone i know you, you good look guys you're probably thinking that peach doesn't work like peach beer what are you talking about it it works it works especially even with this cigar um so so nick when uh so so can you get these cigars anymore anywhere or do you know i yeah i just got them off the internet a few weeks ago just for this about about how much a stick do they run oh this i think this was eighty dollars for this five pack okay so so we're talking we're talking high end here you know well i i'm and i so to me if you light up a cigar and you get that aroma that is just very just a nice aroma you know that's going to be a good cigar yeah and i said that as you guys were lighting these up as soon as uh those uh that vertigo lighter hit those cigars it just it had such a great aroma i knew these were going to be a great cigar and and that's one of the things that i love too is is the smell the lingering Mm -hmm. smell oh yeah you know jess isn't too fond of the smell out here in the carho lounge but uh 
I love it. I absolutely love that smell coming out here, and, and just, it smells like a cigar shop out here. Yeah, and that's and that's uh, now definitely now also as 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 I come down to the final you know nub part of this, I do start to pick up the, the there's like a cedar overtone. You getting that, Mister Nick or Mister Patrick? Let me uh, pick I don't my know. You're a little bit ahead of me. Yeah, while you yeah, guys are getting that, you're you know, ahead of us. Um, uh, Pastor Rick, the, our, our good friend that was with us last time, he, he was going to come over, and, and he's a barbecue uh, aficionado or whatever you want to call it as well. Um, but he brought over some of his and his friend's barbecue sauce that they have made. Smoking Jesus Barbecue. Man, <laughs> I'm going to tell you. you know, and, and the best way I could describe it, and, and this is another question, and, and I'll kind of have you guys answer it mm-hmm. after I get through saying this, was is, you know, because to me, even with like barbecue sauces, there's like, there's the sweet Texas barbecue, or Kansas City barbecue sauces yeah. that are kind of thicker. Um, and then there's kind of like the Carolina barbecue sauces the that are kind of more vinegary one. based, yeah, kind of right, more, right. a little bit more thin. Yeah. And, and Rick's, the Smoke and Jesus barbecue sauce was almost like a great mixture of all of them. Right, mm. it it was thin like a like a, a Carolina barbecue sauce, but it was sweet like a Kansas City barbecue sauce. I don't know what all the ingredients were in there, um, but uh, do you guys make your own barbecue sauce? Uh, if so, do you prefer the Carolina style, the more vinegary based, or this? I'll let you guys answer that. I mean, Whichever you guys want to go first. I, I make my own, uh, and yeah, I do more of like. The uh, Casey, uh, Kansas City barbecue. I mean, I grew up in Oklahoma, so yeah. I like to smoke on hickory, and I like northern sweet, Oklahoma. Yeah, <laughs> smoke my hickory and and, yep. and sweet barbecue sauce. Uh, and so, but you know, I'm, so mine's like most of them ketchup based, and I use my rub, and I don't know, I don't know. But if I was going to go with a commercial barbecue sauce, that I like for me is a favorite is Head Country. Yeah. I really like that. I used to like rib cribs. Uh, barbecue sauce before Head Country got big back in the day. I used yeah. to actually go buy rib crib barbecue sauce like from the gallon containers from the restaurants. You oh know? wow! And then, but now I do Head Country anymore. And now a lot of times I'm lazy, and so I just take Head Country and then modify it. And okay. Well, see, and that's and and not to jump over your answer, Patrick, but if you grew up in Oklahoma, Head Country is kind of your go-to yeah. barbecue sauce. Yeah. And that it was always been mine until uh, I found one called Wright's, W-R-I-G-H-T. Yeah, yeah. And that. it's like a salt and pepper. It's got a little bit more salt and pepper, and it's, I'm glad you said that. It, it, oh, you can almost taste their rub in their in their barbecue sauce. No, right. How no, about you, I Patrick? Would, go, go ahead, Patrick, man. Uh, you know, so, again, sticking with the lazy theme, Head country is what we use in our house, uh-huh. uh, Ponca City, Oklahoma. Yeah, hard to beat. That's where, um, that's where I grew up. So around there. That's but you know honestly, for me, I'm not a ton. Of, I'm not a huge sauce guy. Uh, when I when I pull my pork, I don't add sauce to it. If you want sauce on it, you're gonna have to put it on your yeah. plate and add yeah. it. Um, yeah. And I usually don't sauce my meat uh, because I I just like the flavor of the meat. But I do if we're if uh, you know, if my wife puts it in the crock pot, it's head country. Okay, um, gotcha. But I will say, we were talking about rib crib. Rib crib makes a Carolina style, and mm. it is top notch. You okay. would not wow, think okay. that a local Oklahoma chain would make a really good Carolina style sauce, but uh-huh. man, their sauce, their Carolina sauce is good, especially with their pork. So, so have, have so, either of you guys ever used the Alabama mayonnaise-based barbecue sauce? I no. I don't like mayonnaise, so that is I'm not scary to me. I just haven't. from the outset. I'm with Patrick. I don't I don't usually sauce. I mean, I sauce my own plate, but as far as my barbecue, right. I, if I were to get a hold of like a select brisket, if someone asked me to cook, I mean, probably the flat, I would chop and sauce. But other than that, like the goal is to make it juicy enough you don't need it. Now, right now, now I'll tell you this: um, the Head Country makes this um, this. Um, um, habanero like apple habanero sauce or whatever now those of you who don't do spice don't be scared of that at all uh, my wife will eat it and she does not do spicy let me tell you but it's an apple like an apple habanero sauce and it is so good it kind of adds that kind of apple essence to it uh, you know to your you know your finished product there and now I also wanted to throw in um, and, and in fact I had I believe it or not, I had rib crib today uh, we were over there uh, at nice. lunch, and uh, but now the best barbecue sauce I know of in Tulsa is the stuff at Naughty Pig. I've if not you, made it over to Naughty Pig yet. Oh, now there they have 
some re- and but but I now I do spicy, so they have like a like a devil's spit or something like this, and uh, I'm I'm a big fan, and my wife's a big fan of the mild stuff. Um, I don't know if it's Carolina style. It is kind of sweet. It's not so vinegary, um, but uh, if if you guys have a chance, you know, just uh, for lunch or whatever, stop by Naughty Pig and kind of get you you know barbecue sandwich and uh, you know see what you think because. Um, I like Naughty, Naughty Pig uh, the best uh, out of out of all the barbecue that I've tried. I've tried Leon's and different ones, uh, but uh, Naughty Pig is uh, by far. Uh, there, there used to be a gentleman down in North Tulsa. His was Albert's. He made his own barbecue sauce. And um, Jess's mom, several years ago, they were at like one of those uh, affair of the heart or one of those Lilith fair things that they like to go to. <laughs> You know, and uh, and he was there selling barbecue sauce, and Sandy picked me up some, and it was so good. And they used to sell it at Hasty Bake. I need to go over there and see if they if they still have it over there. But that he was a real good local barbecue sauce as well. So so I wanted to ask the pit bosses before they get out of here. So again, if you're kind of getting started, uh, I've seen the big green egg now in it, but I've also yeah. seen the price tag of that of that <laughs> that that dude. So. Would would the big green egg would he would he be worth it for uh, say a guy starting out? I mean, it just depends on your income level. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I, you know, I, I'm like, just saying, if, like that's a good future proof. I mean, that's a good one to start on because you're not going to graduate from it. Like you'll just learn to do that, and it'll work with you. And unless you decide you're going to start, <coughs> excuse me, what, unless what, you decide to start catering or something, that's gonna that's yeah. gonna do it for gotcha. you. So what do you think, Patrick? Do you know anything about the big green egg? You know, I've seen them. I've not used one. I, I'm a I'm a creature of habit. But the thing that I would say is, I bought my Weber kettle grill at Lowe's like ten years ago, uh-huh. and it's still the only grill I've ever owned as an adult. <laughs> yeah. And it cost me a hundred ten dollars. Now that was ten years ago. Right. But uh, you know, if if you're really sure that you'll want to stay with the smoking, then sure, buy the big green egg. If you're not as committed, go for something little. Go for something smaller. Because Weber, Weber Smoky Mountain. You know, you'll or, you'll or, never regret buying a Weber. No. Because if you want to just throw hamburgers or steak or chicken thighs on it, and if you're real patient, and and you're price sensitive. I learned this year because I was trying, I sold my Weber kettle. Like when I got my side offset, you know, Oklahoma Joe, a smoker, my big one, uh, you know, I got rid of my other grills. I was like, I don't gonna, I'm never going to need these. And then uh-huh. I've regretted uh, getting rid of my Weber kettle for years. <laughs> I sold it for 25 bucks. I so pissed. They're like $200 in lows. Yeah. And then I waited and I bought one used, but now I see them on Facebook marketplace in the, in the, uh, the fall and winter, you can get them for 25 to 75 bucks. Like, basically all through the fall like people are just get rid of them apparently every year so if, if wow. you don't know really wait till the fall and get on facebook marketplace and you can yeah. find smokers for real cheap okay and if the grill's in garbage shape they sell the replacement grill for weber kettles at lowe's for okay. like 30 oh, bucks or okay. something I, I so didn't, I if didn't the grill's all that. rusted out they didn't think uh, about you that. can wow. still replace that grill without having to buy a whole new uh Set up. And now, someone's kind of already done the work for you, getting it seasoned for you and all that stuff, yeah, too. Hopefully. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. so also, uh, you, now, do you guys have anything you want to plug or anything you guys, uh, you know, we, we always let our guests come on and, like, talk about maybe, you know, charitable stuff they care about or, you know, they got a, a website they really like or whatever. Um, I, I want to make sure get, get you guys, if you have any, if you anything to plug right now, you're certainly welcome to. I mean, Nick, no, I'm just here with, with you guys. Well, <laughs> I, that, I'm glad you said that, Justin, because um, now, Nick, I, I've heard, again, if I'm wrong, this is Jess's fault, but <laughs> she has mentioned that you've thought about putting together like a little barbecue competition. Yeah, if you Google Tulsa barbecue competition, well, I've already done a lot of the SEO work on it. There's a thing called the Reed Country Barbecue Fest. Uh, we were supposed to get this festival going this year in 2024. I, we put together a committee at the Tulsa VFW. Uh, basically, everyone in the committee is a veteran or involved with the VFW in some way. And But uh, we just didn't have enough time to get everything planned out. So it's probably end up being a 2025 event. Okay. Uh, but uh, yeah, so that, that being involved, that's going to... You can go there now. All it is is where you can sign up to get on the email list. So we start emailing people whenever... 
uh, whenever we start getting the ball rolling. I actually have the entire website built. You just can't see it yet because, you know, we haven't booked, you know, any of the talent. Right. And right. we don't have dates because it's so far off. But, but well, I don't know what your talent level is, but me and Justin, would, we'd be more than happy to be talent there. <laughs> I don't know yeah. how talented we are, but we'd... <laughs> well, especially if you need, especially if you need a, a two-time uh, Tennessee backyard wrestling champ. <laughs> who who can who's easily can come off that top rope with the you know with the with the pair of pliers hidden in his hand? That's me. That's so right. I, I don't know how that relates to barbecue, but if you need something like that, uh, you don't know, worry. Nick used to book a, a wrestling show at in one of his past business ventures. <laughs> oh, really? there we go. See, the, here we now we're learning some things. Oh, really? Yeah, Extreme Midget Wrestling is the, is the name of the company. <laughs> I think they're also on Maury and some other. They actually got some headlines. Uh, well, I'm, they're based out of Oklahoma too. Well, probably now you have to call it extreme, uh, uh, vertically challenged uh, wrestling. Probably, you probably have to call it now. You know, but uh, still, I you know that's awesome, man. That is awesome. I I used to work with a guy who used to he he used to actually wrestle some dark house matches at ECW mm. and uh, you know he we would talk about different things that, that went on and stuff like that. It was a uh, it was it was you know it was pretty neat but uh, so mr patrick uh I'll, you know i'll give you the floor here do you got anything you want to plug or anybody you want to any shout outs you want to do uh you know i'm no i feel like i've put in my plugs as as talking you know you know rib crib with their good carolina <laughs> yeah. i brought up the uh, cigar seller in tulsa i will say uh, my my current favorite cigar shop is one that probably no one in, else in this room has gotten anything from. If you go way south of Glenpool, okay. almost to Oak Mulgee, there's an Indian smoke shop at about 261st and Highway I 75. I know exactly what you're talking about. And they sell real cigars, and they have two stand-up cabinet humidors. Wow. Okay. And they are a mile and a half from my house. They're the only thing that's a mile and a half <laughs> from my house that's a commercial venture. Now, is that the one that used to be next to the place called the Redneck or something like yes, that? Yes. Okay. Yep. Yeah, right I know exactly Right next to Redneck Corner. And then they changed it to Cannabis Corner, uh, but I think the dispensary has since gone out of business. But uh, the smoke shop is still there. Do we know, nice. the, do we know the name of it? Uh, I, I think it's literally just called Smoke Shop. Most of those yeah. smoke shops don't really have a name. Oh, they're just called... Yeah, like it's, it's literally uh -huh. right they're off Highway called... 75 yep. uh, on your way, like you on said, going to towards Oklahoma. the Alt Mogi. Um, and it's... it's it used to be a restaurant back in the day, and then they they changed it to the Redneck Corner. Um, but yeah, uh, I that's when I was growing up in Mounds, that's where the smoke shop we used to go to to get Marlboro Lights at. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you so. just gotta be, you gotta go inside to get the cigars, and they lock the lobby about fifteen minutes before closing. So you gotta make sure you get there. Before they close, gotcha. if you want okay. cigars. Well, as, and as it happens, my last name's Eagle, so I, I certainly don't mind supporting my, uh, you know, my my brethren, you know, in the, uh, uh, and actually, most people don't know this. I, I'll tell y'all, on my birth certificate, my last name is actually Horse Chief Eagle, is uh, is, and I that's because I'm a descendant of direct descendant of Chief Iron Whip of the Ponca Nation. So definitely, okay. hey, cool. give our nice. give our brothers a give give my brothers a. A shout out there and go out there to support them. Um, I don't drive, so uh, you know I have to go to the Indian smoke shop here in town. But uh, right. <laughs> but uh, uh, but they don't sell real cigars, you know. I mean, they got like uh, Phillies Titans is kind of what you're going to get there. Right. So. <laughs> Those aren't really for smoking the tobacco, I've heard. Yeah, yeah so I've know, heard. I, I, yeah, I've 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 heard of that um, in a, in a rap, in a rap song or two. I've, I've heard of uh -huh. it. So um, I've seen me do it. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, so yeah. This, so this has been so interesting. I'm, I'm glad you guys were able to come on. I'm glad you guys were able to kind of make it, uh, you know, uh, to do this. And, and I'm glad to get another episode uh, uh, on the on the books here because again, we we try to do this every week. And, and again, I was uh, you know attacked from behind by the fabulous Freebirds, and uh, you know it was out of action for you know a couple of weeks. But but as you can hear, I'm sort of back uh, for the attack. Um, so, um, uh, so again, thank you guys for c coming out and, and yeah. uh, kind of being part of this. And and uh, we'll come do it again. We'll roll cigars next time. <laughs> oh oh, yeah. the, the, oh yeah. my gosh! Yeah. yeah. And we're gonna. I think the second weekend, um, January, uh, we're gonna go to Altimo Cigars and we're gonna set up. And, and Tomas nice. is gonna get some some cigars going. And and if you've never been in and sat down with Tomas. 
I, I swear, I get an education every time I go in yeah, there. Yeah, he's a scientist. Oh, I'm telling you. And the way he deveins his cigar leaves and all that, it's just, you know, yeah. and I've said it and said it. He told me the first time I met him, he said, I smoke one cigar a week. And he, his cigars, he, you can literally sit there and just let it burn out. And the next day, walk out and light it back up. And it's, it's just like lighting up a fresh cigar. You don't have to cut it or anything. Uh, I, and, and you're 100 percent right. He's like a he's like a scientist in the cigar. I don't know how he oh does it. Oh my gosh! Yeah, those those artisans who who do that. I mean, it's 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 really incredible uh, what they're able to do. And and again, especially if you're kind of a novice, if, if you you're kind of new to cigars, definitely go by and you know if he's doing like a demonstration or whatever, because again, it brings a whole new level of appreciation. Like. You know, you can look at a, at a portrait on a wall, a painting or something, but when you see the artist paint it, you can see yeah. the hues that he yeah. had to do, the different textures he had to employ, and then go over those textures with other textures. Uh, you said that second week of January? Yeah, second yeah. week of January. Um, we were going to do it sooner, but we're, you know, this is kind of everybody's really busy time of year. And, mm-hmm. and I was in there the other day just to ask a question, and, and he was pressing like 500 cigars for an order. That he just got so um it's kind of but yeah we're going to try to get over there the second week in january um thankfully he's you know you can smoke in his little shop there oh, nice nice yeah, in the old mall 31 and and we're just gonna you know just like here we're just gonna have some conversation and and smoke some of his cigars and and i'm, I'm hoping he has those these nuts back because those are one of my favorites that he does it's uh, it, nice. uh it's a, like a barber yeah. pole i can't remember the two rappers he uses in it but it's a, a oh i like cigar. those ones yeah, where the rapper I looks do. all gorgeous yeah yeah, yeah. yeah um, there's uh yeah the other people make those too and and the only ones i've seen like online are like the mark twain looking ones and, and all that kind of stuff and uh let's see i i, I had one more question for y'all um but what oh, oh i know I, w- I was talking with i was talking with nick earlier uh, prior to the podcast and I was talking about some people kind of make this show of like soaking their brats or you know these kinds of things in beer and then putting them on the grill. And uh, so Patrick, I wanted to get kind of your take uh, as one who's you know kind of getting into this and uh, and uh, so it see to me to soak stuff like an alcohol like beer or whiskey or whatever that always seems like that's more for show. That always seems like that's just more for to get everyone interested. I don't think that would really make a difference in the taste. Uh, what what are your, what are your thoughts? Uh, you know, I would say I think I'm not sure about the soaking, um, but I will say uh, several years ago, uh, back when my oldest sister still lived in Tulsa, uh, at her birthday, my brother-in-law boiled a bunch of brats literally just emptied cans of beer into their spaghetti pot and boiled the brats in the beer and they definitely tasted like beer and if that's what you want your brats to taste like that was the way to go um it's like the traditional thing when you get brats they're like oh beer brats uh i've never really been able to tell much of a difference between quote beer brats versus non-beer brats from the store but uh when they were cooked in beer you could definitely tell and uh what was funny about that is uh my grandmother is a teetotaling southern baptist and of course there's no alcohol left by the time you boiled them in the beer right it evaporates i took one bite and i was like oh boy these taste like beer i sure hope my grandma doesn't get offended and then i thought (laughs) to myself you know she's not gonna know the difference because she doesn't even know what beer tastes like oh wow (laughs) (laughs) okay well so i definitely wanted to cover that because you know i've often wondered about that i've never actually done it uh i used to put brats uh uh you know, like I would boil them in, you know, water first, you know, to, and then put them on, like in the skillet, you know, mm-hmm. and make them dark as sin, you know, and, you know, that's what they always said, you know, get them, get them dark as sin, man, you know, and uh, now I love a good brat just, you know, just, uh, you know, just on its own or whatever, but, but that's how, but I always just boiled them in water, yeah. you know, so and I figured that was probably, uh, anyway, I, I appreciate you guys' input on that. 
Um, I appreciate this Blanco Number no. Nine cigar, man. This has been a heck of a cigar. <laughs> oh my god! I great. thank Nick enough for bringing it. Oh my god! Right in the sweet yeah, spot man. now. It's mm-hmm. Yeah, man. These nice I mean, and leathery. Yeah, I, yeah. It, and again, as you get down to the bottom, again, I get I'm getting more and more cedar as I go. Mm-hmm. Now maybe it's because I've been drinking that holiday cheer, so the the contrast is coming out better. But uh, I'm telling you what, guys, holiday cheer. I mean, I thought Sam Adams Oktoberfest was something to to write home about. Uh, I'm going to start throwing rocks at uh, Sam Adams Oktoberfest now because, <laughs> because I got the I got the holiday cheer, baby. You know, so definitely, uh, definitely pleased with that. So you're going to put up the rocks and, and drink the brock, <laughs> shiner or shiner box, huh? Yeah. Throw, you know, grab the rocks and and the shiner box, that, you know, or something <laughs> like that. You know, we have, we have to come up with a new uh, with a with a tagline. You know, especially again, especially when I take the tag team titles. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. coming up at uh, <laughs> summer, coming up at the Royal Rumble. Yeah, it's Royal Rumble. It's coming up in January. So, uh, we, Ho- we, hopefully, you won't be going up against the natural disasters. Oh yeah. Earthquake and typhoon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hey, listen, everybody, make sure you're following us on all social medias at Smoking Sounds Pod. That's S-M-O-K-I-N, Sounds Pod. Uh, we're everywhere. Uh, we're going to get some videos of Justin dancing for TikTok later, I think, maybe, if oh. uh, we get enough of these holiday cheers in him. <laughs> yeah. We'll have him do the truffle shuffle or something. Who knows? <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, look, it's uh, Nick, he does great work over there for, for uh, uh, is it Deep Fork? Yes, sir. That's right. Deep Fort Productions. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Puff, puff, pass there, Snoop Dogg. Oh, yeah. Heck yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's uh, that's a wrap on this uh, this episode. And uh, again, we cannot thank uh, uh, Nick and Patrick enough for coming and being our guests. Thank you guys and, so uh, much. So yeah. much. Enlightening us on the, the art of barbecue, if you will. Um, it's always nice to get uh, a professional's take on things because... Uh, me and Justin, we're not quite professional on anything yet, but we're working that way, right? That's right. You know, sure. it, you know, I, I'm working hard to be a professional wrestler and professional uh, uh, liquor drinker, mm-hmm. uh, and so you know, it, just practice, practice, practice. Practice it, makes it, perfect, right? <laughs> yeah. Remember to subscribe to subscribe to us on all your favorite podcast platforms. Uh, follow us on uh, all social medias at Smoking Sounds Pod, and uh, you got to follow us so you never what? So you never miss a beat. beat. Or a draw. And uh, thanks again to everybody who takes the time to uh, interact with us on social media. Uh, takes time to listen to our uh, fun little podcast. Uh, uh, I got some great feedback, and, and that's what we're going for. Is we want it to feel like you're at the lounge with us, at the Carhole Lounge. Carhole Lounge. You know, just great conversation, and, and we, uh, we appreciate it. Now, I wanted to say next week, uh, or next episode... Uh, we have been promising this for a while, and, and I'm going to move hell and high water. Uh, we are going to do the blackened cigar and the blackened whiskey. So, uh, Nick or Patrick, if you, if you want to come by for that uh, and sit in, you're more than welcome. Uh, blackened cigar at, uh, by Drew Estate, and, of course, the, uh, the blackened whiskey, both of which uh, engineered by uh, Metallica's lead singer. So, uh, And there's, there's, there's going to be a playlist that's going to accompany that. Um, uh, so uh, definitely listen to the next episode I, we've been promising that for a while and, and you know we got waylaid again you know by the Freebirds and the, right. the, and the Von Erics so uh, <laughs> yeah. so so we, we definitely plan to do that next uh, next episode yeah so listen uh, thanks again to everybody who listens subscribes and remember all great podcasts start with a single episode and today that episode is Smoking Sounds <laughs>